With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, let's turn our attention to a little bit of racing and a little bit of footy too. Uh, every week uh, on a Friday, Dwayne Russell speaks to the one and only Campbell Brown uh, ahead of uh, what is always a big weekend in racing, but it's been a massive spring carnival for the dog and the whole SEN track team, and he's just panting on the other end of the line at the moment. Just needs a breather, I would imagine. A drink of water, perhaps, just to rehydrate with all the celebrating. Uh, Brown Dog, hello to you. Sammy, good to uh, be joining you, and... Um... You won't be seeing me on track for the rest of the year. I'll be doing the races in the studio, but uh, I am racing out. How, 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 <laughs> it's, I feel like I'm speaking to someone after they've done a marathon. Um, how's the body yeah. holding up? How's the mind holding up? Yeah, holding up okay. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a stayer. Um, you know, if, if I was a Melbourne Cup horse, I'd be the type of horse that got past the post that wouldn't blow a candle out, but uh, I need a spell. Yeah. yeah, it just put you out into the paddock for a little while? Yeah, a little paddock and um, come back fresh in the new year and we'll just jump straight into it. So yeah. you're very, very, good. very uh, You're very good, good first up. You're very good first up. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot, hell of a lot of fun and SEN track tore it to shreds and uh, hopefully everyone found a winner or two and enjoyed themselves. You know, you did tear it up. You you boys were magnificent. And it felt like that everybody had their moment. Everybody had their day of the SEN track team. Um, there was a moment that you all were able to feature in, a, a winner that you'd backed out from a long way or backed in from a long way out that, that got home. What did you feel like was your defining moment? And then what do you feel like the defining moment of the spring was for you? Um. Well, the defining moment, well, the, the greatest race I saw live for the spring was, was Animo uh, in the Might and Power at Caulfield Guineas Day. Um, had no right to win and just, you know, gr- great uh, athletes. They find a way in the face of adversity, and that, to me, was better than uh, his Cox Plate, um, better than anything we saw this spring. Um, oh, my defining moment, look... There probably wasn't a whole lot of them. I think I found Baller at about 25 to 1 on Dwayne's program uh, early in the spring when it came down from Queensland. That was It's always nice when you can hit them like that. Um, and I think uh, Bella Nipotina and uh, outstanding run in the Manicato that obviously had the drama surrounding it with the lightning strikes the night before that got pushed to the end of the card on Cox Plate. Day. That, it's not often in racing, Sammy. You can, you can turn to your friends and high-five them in a Group 1 sprint race at the 400-metre mark. And, uh, and that's how far Bella Nipotina had that race won. And what about from your colleagues? Who, who do you feel like found a winner that you'll, you'll never forget? I know that Cam was on, uh, I think, Golden Trip for a fair way out. Um... Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I loved it. So Cags and, and Cam found gold triple. So Cam was uh, was on the Oaks winner a long long uh, way out. Um, I thought that Miles saving the day with H to O on um, on Oaks Day, I think it was at twenty six to one, was was outstanding and and celebrated accordingly. I, I picked up a bottle of water and and um, sprayed him in H to O. I thought that was appropriate. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, everyone had their brought uh, them the Brian Lara. Uh, oh, a little yes. topic of the SEN track marquee, and, and, and Cam Luke trying to um, yeah, invite him to to Bar Bambi that night, and wanting him to hang around for uh, the race all day, and invited him for dinner, and uh, he, he was like a fly that you couldn't shoo away. Um, but Brian managed to to swat him away. Uh, that was that was brilliant stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you thought Brian Lara's greatest skill in the world was dispatching the world's greatest bowlers to the boundary, uh, maybe just <laughs> seeing him play play Cam Luke square of the wicket either side just to try and avoid <laughs> accepting an invitation was equally as masterful. <laughs> he couldn't read the room, Cam. Uh, Brian, um, he wanted to get back to the the birdcage marquee quick, smart. Uh, that's very funny. That's very humorous. All right, so what about this weekend? Cranbourne Cup, the Hunter. Uh, what have you got for us at Cranbourne? Yeah, Group 1 racing's over, but there's still some outstanding racing uh, tomorrow and going forward. It's the Cranbourne Cup, as you mentioned. Uncle Bryn, it is your favourite, but it's a, it's a $4.80 favourite. Oh, I really like this horse. Busted and young team uh, took this, this horse up to Sydney last weekend in the Five Diamonds, and it ran really well. It got galloped on. Um, and uh, ran fifth, made up significant ground uh, in a leader bias track um, that day, and, and I thought that run was superb. So on the quick back up, but gets to its home track, and I think uh, can get the job done there at 480 in what is a, a pretty open field. Now, the Hunter, I'm looking for a little bit of value here, and this is another great addition of the Hunter. There's a horse called Gem Song at about $21. Chris Lee trains it. Uh, this is its home track in Newcastle. It's got a good record on its uh, on its home deck. Its first up run in the Sydney Stakes was was brilliant. I thought really good second up form. Um, steps up in in trip just that extra hundred meters should suit. Gets uh, Hugh Bowman in the saddle that'll be pretty keen to punch home a couple of winners before he jumps on a plane and heads over to Hong Kong to start his stint over there. Um, I think twenty one dollars is real value for uh, for that horse. Um, and then there's a couple, uh, just shorties, so don't be silly. But Cranbourne race two, number two, horse called Dunkel, trained by Paddy Payne. It's about a dollar eighty. This was brilliant on debut, uh, the Friday night at the Valley before Derby Day. Um, was a bit tardy out of the gates, got back on a heavy ten, worked through the field, weaved through under the uh, the riding of Harry Coffey, and and won like a good horse. Steps up now to two thousand metres, uh, should suit it, and. If you want a little play tonight, um, there's, there's Friday night racing at the Valley. Uh, there's one called Clay Damore, which um, was was brilliant, winning at a very short quote um, last start. It's race seven, number one. Gemma Riley trains it. It's at about $2.60. Um, this horse has got a lot of ability, and um, it just put him to the sword at Bendigo last start, one by four. Uh, steps up to the 2,000 now. Um, harder race, benchmark 70 but uh, should be getting the job done. So hopefully we can have a little bit of luck with a couple of those four tips, Sammy.
Uh, I love your work, uh, Campbell Brown. I don't know if you heard, but your, your great mate, Shane Crawford, who's about to tread the board for the first time in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, uh, we're wishing him all the best uh, for that. He's a born entertainer, is Crawford, uh, in any format, whether it be on the field or uh, on stage. Um, he was, uh, first and foremost, uh, have you got tickets to go? Are, are you heading along? I'm going next Wednesday night, which I believe is one of the opening nights. Um, uh, love Croft, and I think it's fantastic that he's found a calling sort of post-foot. He's always been one of those guys to put his hand up and um, take himself out of his comfort zone, whether it be a run or a bike ride or whatever it may be. And I think his years of Hank Bolger in the early 2000s mm. will hold him in very good stead for Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat little cameo he's got. Uh, absolutely. Now, he was speaking to Julian De Stoop a little earlier on today, and he spoke about the fact that he's a little concerned with uh, what looks to be what's going to be uh, with a board election, presidential election at the Hawthorne Footy Club. He's just got a couple of concerns about Mitch and that making sure that, that he's OK. And um, do you have, I mean, putting aside what's obviously about to happen with, and not to, to be dismissive of it, but putting aside what's about to happen with um, the uh, independent inquiry into what's uh, happened or what may have happened at Hawthorne in regards to I- Indigenous players over the journey. But from an on-field point of view, are you as concerned about where Hawthorne are at as perhaps Mitch is, as, as Crawf is? Um, yes and no. I'll, I'll say that um, I don't think that Sammy Mitchell, uh, you know, whether the, the board changes or not, would affect him in the slightest. He's, he was earmarked, you know, as the next... A replacement for Clarko, and it's a long-term view they've got of Sam Mitchell, and they've made decisions in the last 12, 18 months based on him being there for for five to ten years. So that's not going to change. Um, I think that the club lost probably too much leadership uh, and and ability in the trade period. You know, big boy McAvoy retires, so they're looking for a new captain. You lose your vice captain in in Jager O'Meara. Tommy Mitchell, you, you know, he's won three best and Ferris and a Brownlow at the Hawks. Liam Shields and Daniel Howe, just really good, experienced role players. Um, Jack Gunston. There's a hell of a lot of, of leadership and, and just good quality going out of the side, which leaves the young guys pretty vulnerable. Uh, on paper, you're putting a lot, hell of a lot of trust in, you know, second, third, fourth-year players that have shown ability, but um, it's going to be harder for them now. It's their club now. Um, I, I, I see him sliding this year down the ladder, um, and in terms of you know the it's just a, it's just a very um, vulnerable time for the Hawthorne Footy Club. I think it's as as unstable uh, as it's been since 2004 when Clarko took over. Um, we had no CEO at that time. We had no captain. Um, we were training out of Glen Ferry Oval, and there was the transition to to Waverley. So at the moment. You know, they're training at Waverley with the transition out to Dingley. Um, obviously, you know, the, the board stuff that's happening, trying to find a new captain, which will be James Sicily. There's no doubt about that. But, yep. yeah, there's just there's just a, an, an air of uncertainty around the Hawthorne Footy Club, which they probably haven't had for the last 15 to nearly 20 years. It's, it's always been a pretty stable place in terms of on-field and off-field. So uh, it'll be okay. It's always had really good governance and, and strong leadership. It'll be fine, but you don't often see this at, at Hawthorne. Now, uh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think they'll jump at shadows like other clubs have with second-year coaches. I think Mitch will be given the time that very few um, rookie coaches are given the luxury of, um, which is how it should be. Um, 
dog, there are many iterations of you. Uh, we've always said uh, there's racing dog, there's football dog, and then sometimes there's political dog, and sometimes those two things meet. And at the moment, there's a Hawthorne board election. Have you been? Uh, has anyone reached out to you to be part of their campaign to to be a figurehead? <laughs> <laughs> Have Andy Gowers uh, perhaps reached out um, and said, "Listen, I, I need to employ you as political dog." <laughs> They're not that crazy. Uh, if they do want to win this uh, this board spill, they'll uh, they don't need me on their side. They've got uh, James Molino, who sort of brings that that political experience behind him. Obviously, there from the from the Labor Party. Um, but no, uh, I love my politics, but I reckon footy politics is is something that uh, you're better off staying out of and just sort of managing people from. Outside, looking in, be the puppet master, not the puppet. <laughs> All right, beautifully done. So we don't have an inside word yet on the market for for Nankerville and Gowers. We'll um we'll wait and see as the market firms in the lead up to that election. Hey, dog, have a great day on SEN track today. Have a great weekend. If, uh, if it was a What's that? If I was a betting man, Sammy. If I was a betting man, I I say that um that Nankerville uh, holds his his position. There we go. You heard it here first. Campbell Brown, SEN track zone, SEN zone, mate. Uh, always love catching up with you. We'll chat to you soon. Have a great weekend. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.